in the heart of Beer City, USA. Two men, one journey, to create a sports show unlike any other. Unfiltered, raw, and honest. One of them played a soccer goalie opposite Ben Stiller. The other, one scored six points on Steph Curry. These guys know their sh Let's go! Tank Spencer, Jeremy Green, the Sportsocracy. Presented by Ingalls Supermarkets. Low prices, love the savings. And welcome into the Sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM, and 1400. The Sportsocracy is always heard everywhere on the iHeartRadio app, always coming to you live from the Ingalls studio. Check them out, Ingalls Supermarkets. Low prices, love the savings, and we are seen everywhere in the Ingalls studio. On YouTube, just go to thesportsocracy.com, click on the live video link. Don't forget to subscribe to the channel so you can join us in the chat. Well, 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 Jeremy Green, it appears that we are on the cusp of the NBA Finals that I told you we would be headed toward. You didn't want to see it my way. No. You didn't want to see it my way. No. And and I'll be honest with you, I didn't see it going this way. And the last two games have really changed my mind about a lot. Really? Boston's the best team left. I agree. I told you earlier this week, I would be laying all the doubloons on whoever comes out of the East. Yeah. Because I don't think Golden State can be the one of them. I am now dead convinced they can't beat Boston, and that's who it's going to be. And there's one very specific reason why. Jason Tatum. Jason Tatum is the best young player in the NBA. He's the best young player in the NBA. That sounds odd. It sounds insane when you say it. Right. When you have all of the hype around John Morant and Luka Doncic and uh, Nikola Jokic. And yeah, it sounds strange to say. But, I mean, I said this to you last week. Has, Has Jason Tatum not taken that step? Has he not proven this year? that he is going to be a superstar for years to come in the NBA. And what I needed to see was him to have the series that he's had here. Mm -hmm. Because there's one thing about Jason Tatum that I can't say about any other star. He doesn't have a hole. There is no hole in his game. So is he the best building block in the NBA? We'll chop that up in just a second. Second hour of the program, we're going to talk some college football. We don't normally talk college football. And we'll actually talk college football games not name image and likeness sir yeah can't wait jimbo jumbo fisher none of that we'll do college football overs and unders one of the best bets for the upcoming season of course we will there are some bangers yeah there are a couple that i'm telling you right now i would bet my ability to have fun for the rest of my life all right can't wait for those we will uh also of course talk about tonight's game in the nba conference finals the western conference finals game five coming up tonight in uh in golden state i i feel like this should be like a political race we know how it's gonna end so can, can we just call this can we can call, we just it, call yeah. it good we're about to go into a holiday it's weekend early. it's too early the polls haven't even closed yet we can't we can't call the race just yet. oh the polls are closed the bo- <laughs> oh have no fear the polls are closed we know exactly how this not is not so go. fast my friend luka Doncic may have something to say about that uh but can he do it for four straight games? No, he can't. No. He can't do it for four straight games. So we we get it. Uh, this is the early voting totals. We're, the polls haven't closed yet, but as soon as the polls do close, we'll be able to call this series, which will be right around tip off tonight of Game Five. The, you know, 
We'll talk more about that game coming up in just a little bit. We got you just a bit outside your weird news. And, of course, your gambling extraordinaire. Um, well, it can't go any worse than last night. But I did finally hit a hockey over. Good. Let's go. Good. Green on green coming up at the end of the hour. Also, some five on it. Did you actually confer with a hockey expert like armchair commentary to to, to get your hockey bangers tonight? I have a hockey guy. Okay. He's got a hockey I have a guy. hockey gambling guy. Armchair has all the knowledge you could ever want on hockey. Mm-hmm. I have found a degenerate gambler that does nothing but hockey. All right. All right. We'll see what he's got in store for us, like I said, in the green on green and the five on it. Let's get into it. Jason Tatum, is he the best building block in the NBA? I love Jason Tatum. He's like one of my favorite Duke alums, and uh, there are very few of those as a born and bred Tar Heel guy. But I've always liked Jason Tatum. And I, I honestly do feel like he has taken the next step to stardom with this season. And especially, there's going to be no doubt about it, if his Boston Celtics are able to win the NBA championship. Uh, and, well, I mean, first they have to close out the Miami Heat. But Which think, they're going to do easily because Miami is dead to dead, dead to dead, dead. Of course. And that's, what I, that's why I told you when these, uh, when these series were coming together of – I don't know that the Miami Heat can can make it to the NBA Finals. There's not enough scores. No, you don't. Which, which is shocking because that's the one thing I thought you had plenty of. Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson, I thought you were going to be able to shoot people out. And so now you just have nothing. It's, it's Kyle Lowry and the ghost of Jimmy Butler but passed. When, but when you've got a team that can guard the perimeter and do exactly what Boston did last night and take those shooters out of the game, I mean, they were – they were hard and heavy on Max Struess and uh, and and Tyler Hero and let Jimmy try to do it. A uh, hurt Jimmy Butler. You got to have another star. You, the, Miami has to have another star, and they have a bunch of old guys. Yeah, and the, a couple the, of young guys who can shoot. The player that will not get any of the love, and it baffles me because he is an old school somebody like me that just really loves the X's and O's of the NBA. Robert Williams is quickly becoming one of my favorite players. Have you just realized what he has done to Bam Adebayo? He's made him irrelevant. As long as he's on the floor, Bam might as well be Anus Cantor. Because exactly who he is. You're completely irrelevant. Mm -hmm. The one game he didn't play, Bam goes for three. 31 11 and 9 or something ridiculous right. like that remember all that hype in the offseason with the miami heat of oh they're bringing in kyle lowry and this is going to be the step to get him over the hump and i didn't mm-hmm. love it when they did it and so then i fell for it uh-huh and now we're here and now he's hurt and you know it's he's just not the guy he's not the guy miami needs another star i've felt that for a while but this is all about Jason Tatum. So you say Jason Tatum, he's the one young star in the NBA that there are no holes in his game. There's no hole he in his game. He can do it all. And he's the player that you would want to play with. I've always contended the problem that Luka Doncic is going to have is why would you want to play with him? His usage rate is insane. Mm-hmm. And basically all you do is sit around and if he gets swarmed, you're going to catch one in the corner with about three seconds on the shot clock. But is he the Slovenian Russell Westbrook? Is that how you see him? No. Okay, because that's because that's kind of how that's starting to sound. Well, I mean, it depends on where you're drawing the comparison. Do I think he's a drastically better player? Yes. 
Yes, I do. Mm-hmm. Do I think he's ever going to really win anything? No. No, not really. That's the dirty little secret of stars in the NBA. It's not having a star. It's having the right star. And the problem with Luka, name me the best player in the NBA you could pair him with. Luka Doncic? Mm-hmm. Oh, Who's oh. the boy? You can have anybody in the league. Who's the guy that fits with him best? Yeah. I could give you until 5 o'clock when the show ends, and oh. you're going to keep doing that because I've been doing it all day. Yeah, I mean, ever since the discussion came up of what do the Phoenix Suns do with DeAndre Ayton, I thought, that could be a good pairing. But he's a lane clogger. He is a lane clogger. He's a lane clogger, and that that, that makes Luka less Effective. efficient. Yeah, yeah. So you take that out. Anybody, Stephen Tao hit the only answer I have come to. Okay. It's LeBron James. Because not only are you going to have to get have somebody that can also score, you're going to have to have somebody that doesn't need to be the finisher all the time. Mm-hmm. And obviously, that's not happening. So what do you pair with him? Jason Tatum, you could drop him on any team in the league. They're instantaneously better. Yes. I cannot say that about anybody else. There's not another player in the league that makes everybody better. My favorite player in the NBA, Nikola Jokic. Mm -hmm. Does he make the Celtics better? Nope. Because then you have to take Robert Williams off the floor. Mm -hmm. Can't play them together. So there's a there's no team I can say that about with Jason Tatum, none. Okay, what about Giannis? The problem with Giannis is he can't shoot. Yeah, that's true. And he has series like Boston where he's inefficient, not ineffective. He was inefficient. Mm-hmm. And now you need the Chris Middleton, you need the Drew Holiday, Jason Tatum. Currently, the the hyper uh, effective offensive weapons he has are Jalen Brown, who does four things really 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 well other than that he's a pretty average player he's fine he's good i was gonna say having four tools in your belt that's pretty good but he's not clay thompson he's not the true robin to the batman it doesn't matter it doesn't matter Mm -hmm. because jason tatum will mold himself to whatever it is he needs to be nights that he needs to be a facilitator he'll facilitate nights that he needs to just take over and score he'll do it he's always a plus defender. Name another player in the NBA you can say that about. You go through the stars. Luca couldn't yeah. play dead in the Western defensively. What about Embiid? Embiid is the one I would listen to. The problem is he has injury issues that are just not. And look, I know he's not as injury prone as he was. Mm-hmm. But even then, all right, so you bring in James Harden. He's super efficient. But it's kind of a specific build. You've tried it with Ben Simmons, who doesn't need to shoot. Mm-hmm. You've tried it with James Harden, who shoots all the time. Mm-hmm. Neither one of those have worked. Not John to the point Morant. of getting you to a finals. John, John Morant, Morant. I don't even want to talk about John Morant. Why? His team's as good without him as they are with him. I, I, I don't think you can put him in this discussion. <laughs> and I'll, I'll ask you another question. Why would you want to play with John Morant? If you're a scorer in the NBA, why would you want to play with him? Mm-hmm. You know, in crunch time, he's the guy. Yep. Jason Tatum does not have to be the guy. We have seen him defer to Derek White. Mm-hmm. I, and when this was brought up to me, I thought it was absolutely insane. And the more I've thought about it, you know, if I was building a team right now, I'm not sure he wouldn't be the player I wanted to start my team with. Just so, like, full-on scrap the NBA rosters. Mm-hmm. We're going full-on dynasty draft real time i think he's the one i would start going my team a with. number one jason tatum and 
my thought process in that is everybody else, you need a specific kind of player with them. Giannis needs somebody that can shoot from the outside mm-hmm. because what he's going to do is get to the basket, and if they rotate the defense over, he kicks out. That's what made Chris Middleton so good. Luca. Luca needs somebody that can shoot, but he needs somebody that can shoot and defer and doesn't have to have the ball in his hands. There's just not a lot of guys like that in the NBA. Nicola. Uh, yeah, I mean, could if, you? I mean, could you imagine that? The Luca and Nikola Jokic on the same team. Only if it happened in Denver, because nobody else can have my favorite player, my two-time <laughs> NBA MVP, Nikola Jokic. It is a lot. I mean, is it? It it's very enticing to look at, but complete young stars in the NBA. I mean, Devin Booker. What's his knock? The knock is that he's only been this guy. He was always good. Mm-hmm. He hasn't been first team all NBA except when he had Chris Paul. Somebody to get him the ball. He does not create his own shot nearly often enough. Mm-hmm. And I can do this with every player in the league. The biggest knock on Jason Tatum, uh, he's kind of a whiner. He worries about the officials way too much. Other than that, I don't have a knock. That's uh, that's part of the Boston culture, though. Oh, yeah. I mean, let's be honest. Oh, yeah. I mean, even going back to the bird years, it was all about the officials. And that's the biggest drawback on him. And now I'm looking at this going, you know, armchair commentary i asked us in our uh in our comments we also have our first super chat of the day right. uh, from snowman in the morning one of our tandem uh radio affiliate friends said warriors are gonna win tonight mm, you're probably right mm-hmm. i'll have your pick on that later because they're a six and a half point favorite and there's something about that number i like a lot but so, armchair asked what is the current odds what are the current odds on boston to win the title take a stab at it I'll, I'll give you Golden State's minus 165. I'm going to go. Their odds have actually come down, plus, which is shocking. I never, I, I can't figure out what people are looking at going, yeah, Golden State's the best team left. Well, it's because they look at Steph, they look at Clay, they Draymond, they get the they get the benefit of the doubt for the experience. Yeah. Later in the show, we're going to talk about Boston and Golden State and what that's going to look like because we will not have a chance with the holiday to talk about it before the series starts. Right. Um. Oh, you were asking me the odds for Boston to win. I'm going to go plus 275. Plus 130. Plus 130. Okay. You're still on the plus side of the ledger, which means that's dumb. Mm-hmm. Now, if you got it when I said this the first time, you got it at plus 325, which is still uh, it's pretty palatable to me. Yeah. It's, it's not Trayvon Walker going number one overall, but, you know. <laughs> it's no plus 2200, but. It's also no Jets plus seven, so, Okay. I mean, do we have to? Do, do we have to keep doing that? I want to make shirts with your face that just say Jets plus seven. Jets plus seven. God. It's the greatest terrible. And if you're new to the program, that was my pick one. The week that they played the New England Patriots, Jets were plus seven and they lost by 40. Yep. Was that it? it was That was like 44 to They actually covered something. that number for about two solid minutes. And they never came close to it again. Which is why I do the gambling things. Indeed, indeed. Never have I ever said, hey, you know what? You should wager money on my opinion. Because you know what I'm not doing? Wagering money on my opinion. Uh, no. Because you're too cheap for that. I am too cheap for that. I'm way too cheap. I'm, I'm way too cheap to wager money on your opinion. Which sometimes is a good idea. Apparently not last night. Last but, night did not go particularly my way. But uh, Jason Tatum. 
has become the best building block in the NBA. I I can't refute you on this. It's, you know. And look, I'm not going to blame you if you still have somebody that you like better. I'm just looking at going, that's the safest play. Mm -hmm. He is the safest play. And I look at the way this Boston team is constructed. They're going to be good for a really long time. Yes, they will. And in the NBA, that means you're going to be good for three years. Not a great shelf life for good teams in this league. Well, I mean, you do what you can with what you got. And when you have Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, you've been able to keep Marcus Smart around. You've got good young guys like Grant Williams and Robert Williams. And it's, I mean, that's that's practically all you need right there. And then, and you then throw that's in practically Derek all White. they play. Right, but then you throw in Derek White and it's a good team. It's a very good team, very well coached. Shout out to my man, Email Yudoka. And you got Brad Stevens running the front office. This is everything that Danny Ainge wanted his teams to be. And I guess he set he set Brad up for success. Yeah, Brad didn't really have to do much. He did. Hey, I need to go hire a coach to replace me. Uh and done. And done. Uh Jason Tatum, the best building block in the NBA. How do we think things are gonna shake out tonight in game five of the Western Conference Finals? We'll talk about that. Can uh the Splash Brothers and Draymond Green get it done once again? Plus one of the dumbest stats I saw posted today. We'll tell you that up next. If cleanliness is next to godliness, look around the car right now. Is that very godly? Look, life comes at you fast, but so does WNC Auto Detailing. They have the tools to make your interior look like it's coming off the showroom floor. You don't believe me? Check them out on Instagram. All that filth and years of stains disappear. WNC Auto Detailing does full interior and exterior details with paint correction, and they do wax and ceramic coatings. Call WNC Auto Detailing at 455-3700. Premium care with a Southern Hospitality Touch. Did you know Ingalls only sells USDA choice and prime cuts of meat? Maybe it's time to reward yourself. Our butchers cut all our meat fresh in the store every day. Grass-fed, organic, you name it. Not only that, we'll even cut it to order just the way you like it. And we grind meat fresh in the store multiple times a day. It's all in the bag. That's the best meat in town for the best folks in town. Ingalls. Low prices. Love the savings. The Sportsocracy. Pull up your pants, take off the bra, and be a man. The Boston Celtics take game five of the Eastern Conference Finals, 93-80 to over the Miami Heat on the road. Now 6-2 and two on the road in these NBA playoffs are the Boston Celtics. Uh, the, you know, they were down at the half and then came back with a flurry in the second half, third quarter especially, and the, the Miami Heat were held to just 15% shooting from three-point range. They're just – they don't have enough offense. No, they don't. They locked down everybody, uh, and, yeah, there were some bad misses. If they the weren't Miami so Heat. well coached, they'd be getting blown out in these games. I would agree with that as well. Uh, Boston Celtics with the three games to two lead – uh, and tonight we got game five of the Western Conference Finals as the Golden State Warriors go back home to take on the Dallas Mavericks, who, you know, they gave them a good shot last game in Dallas, shot the lights out. They made it rain, as every headline said. And yeah, yeah 
it's over now. And, and, and it was fun while it lasted. Right, exactly. Uh, dumbest stat I saw today, by the way, Draymond Green, playoff three-pointers. He has more of them than Dirk Nowitzki. And we're supposed to be swayed by this because what? The implication here is that, oh, see, Draymond Green, he's he's just as good a three-point shooter as Dirk Nowitzki ever was. No. no, Nobody with an IQ above salad dressing believes that. Not even a chance. And it made me dig into the statistics. Uh, do you care to guess what Dirk Nowitzki's shooting percentage from three-point range was when he was in the playoffs? 37%. Mm, 46 he shot 46% for three-point range over his career in the playoffs. Draymond Green, 31. It's just that style. It's the, don't be swayed by these cumulative statistics. What's the, what's the old saying? I can make statistics say anything that I mm-hmm. want them to say. Again, that leads you to believe that Draymond Green's a good three-point shooter. He's not. No, he's a good, he's a good floor spacer. Sure. The only problem is that he's getting ready to come up against um, somebody that can very easily neutralize him mm-hmm. and makes him completely irrelevant on the defensive glass or on the on the offensive glass. And Jason Tatum, I was talking about Robert Williams. Oh, you're talking about Robert Williams? Okay. I don't think that series will be all that great. I don't think it's going to be better than what we've already seen. I mean, to me, there's a there's a very good chance because. You know, unlike the Miami Heat, you do have scorers that you multiple scorers that you can lean on can with the Golden though? State Warriors. Can you though? You got Clay, you got Steph, mm-hmm. you got uh, what Jordan Poole. He can have great games. Jordan Poole. I'm just saying. Stop with Jordan Poole. What? I've heard that name one too many times. He can he can have great games. Yeah, and he gives up every bit that he gets sure. on the defensive. Sure, or on he the, does. It, it, stop. With but Jordan the game Poole. is uh, the game is all about scoring more than your opponents, and if you get great performances from you know two of their four potential. 20 to 30 per 30 point scorers every night golden state's gonna be in the series mm-hmm. i don't expect it to be blowouts i mean they're probably I will take boston four to one i would say there would probably be one game in there where boston is able to disrupt so much that golden state's just not hitting their shots and they're so locked down defensively that it is going to be pretty ugly i mean much uglier than the 13-point loss that we saw from Miami last night, it could be a 25-point game. This is just the nightmare scenario for Golden State. This is who you did not want to see because they match up with you so well. Mm-hmm. Because you can put Marcus Smart on Curry, Jalen Brown on Steph, and Wiggins has to guard Jason Tatum. Mm-hmm. Good luck with that. <laughs> and that would lead us to the NBA Finals that I told you we would be seeing after these conference finals have taken place i just want one of these games to be pseudo interesting i'm so tired of watching 15 point blowouts every single night Mm -hmm. because the team gets up by 20 there have been several cases in these playoffs in both of these series and in the previous series that we've seen where teams will get up by 30 and then oh they came back in the second half and they cut it to eight or some single digit and then the in the end, the team that was up by 30 at some point won. So what is the what is the attraction there? I, I'm just I, I'm dumbfounded that the ratings have been as good as they have been. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're still well, not what great. What else are you going to do? 
What else are you going to watch? Watch Dancing with the Stars. Right. Is that is that still a thing? I, I'm sure it is. The number one rated show, I don't remember which game it was. The number one rated show on television other than the playoff game mm-hmm. was Shark Tank. Woo. Why do people still watch that show? I have no idea. I will never understand that. I mean, because they have to see the latest, greatest invention. Look, we have this new thing that's exactly like something else that we've seen 5,000 times. <laughs> oh, goodness. Yeah, I've, I don't watch that show. So I'm, I don't I watch any you. show. I can't tell you what the allure is. Next week, I want to play a game. I, I, I got a list sent to me of pilots that will be hitting network television next or in the fall okay i want to play a game of is this a real show or is this a show i concocted of my own brain because some of them are ludicrously stupid right yeah i don't know i I spent my time uh what what little time i had before i went to bed last night uh watching the new ricky gervais stand up on netflix which is phenomenal by the way He's a funny guy. He is a funny guy. And he takes just, he takes absurdity to a whole new level. But there's so much fact in what he's saying that it goes, you know, that crazy thing that you're saying, it's awful. But it actually might be plausible. I highly recommend it. And he he did tweet out yesterday that uh, they had already picked up his next special, which he doesn't need the money for either. Boy, you must be outside your mind. The sportsocracy. Just a bit outside. He tried the corner and missed. Also one of those guys that donates way too much to charity. Like a multimillionaire. Who, like all proceeds apparently from this next Netflix deal are all going to animal shelters, which I I just love that it's about great. him. It's great. It's fantastic. Uh, and uh, you know, uh, sad news today in the celebrity world as we lost one of the great actors of our day. Ray Liotta. Passed away at the age of 67, apparently died in his sleep. Of course, known best for his, or among sports fans, for his role in Henry Field Hill. of Dreams. Well, yeah, I mean, obviously he was in Goodfellas. I mean, for sports oh. fans, Field of Dreams. He was in Field of Dreams? Yeah, he played Shoeless Joe Jackson in Field I'd of Dreams. I'd have to see it to know oh that. Oh my gosh, it's, I knew that was coming. I knew that was coming, yes. Ghost obviously. baseball movie. Yeah. Where you tell me where I was supposed to get reeled in there. <laughs> Played Shoeless Joe Jackson uh in the uh what was the nineteen eighty nines Field of Dreams, one of the greatest baseball movies ever made. If you build it, he will come. And then of course, spoiler alert, we found out that the subject of the if you build it, he will come was not about Shoeless Joe Jackson. It was about kevin costner's dad and then they had the the one scene that you're not a human being if you don't cry at when kevin costner is playing catch with ghost dad i have never cried at a movie that's not even kind of true i've never Come cried on. never once dang it i probably also haven't cried in like five years so not even laugh till you cried no i've that that is one of those bizarre things i see people do and i'm like your emotions are backwards like that's <laughs> that's not how this supposed to work well it doesn't start turn into a sad cry it's just you can't help yourself that your your tear ducts just go into overdrive i i i think the last movie i cried out was bambi and i think i was six years old okay see there you go so you have you do there somewhere in that exterior that cold dark exterior 
That was child, Jeremy. That doesn't count. <laughs> there is a human soul somewhere. I do want to take this opportunity, though, to say to everyone, if you have not seen Ray Liotta's finest baseball film, my opinion, Chasing 3000, you need to find that movie. It's all about a dude retracing his steps of the time that he, he and his brother stole a car and went to see Roberto Clemente hit his 3000th hit fantastic movie very underrated in the baseball movie world but sad to say ray liotta has passed on great actor and t's and p's to yes, the family indeed i can't believe i have to tell another jake paul story in this oh, in this segment it's like it's it, they're on a cycle oh is he actually going to fight somebody you know who can fight no oh and this is also not about somebody who can fight either jake paul is putting together a card for august it's a boxing card and he has an idea for the headliner. Glenn ben ba- Big Baby Davis, the former Boston Celtics short power forward. Wow. Most recently known for sneaking down courtside in Boston and being eradicated. So you use the term headliner very loosely. Very right? loosely. Yeah. They want him to fight a former heavyweight WWE star. So like Glenn Big Baby Davis and Mayor Kane of Knox County. <laughs> okay. Glenn Jacobs. Who watches this? And this is like, I, I swear to you, I find myself asking this question all the time. You keep doing it, which means it has to make some kind of money. Sure. I just cannot figure out who that person is. Don't know. Don't know. Who sits down on their couch on a Sunday night and goes, hey, you know what I want to do? I want to pay $20 to watch a guy that I vaguely remember playing in the NBA. Is that all those trailer pay-per-views are? I don't. I have no idea. They could be saying, free for all I know. I, I mean, I don't think they're free. And I would just you say that. You could pay me $20 and I would still be out. <laughs> I mean, I, you know me. I, I, I'm honest. I, I have watched them. So bad. But Stop I mean, doing that. It's on my television. You're, you're, so. you're part of the problem then. You're one of the people watching this. You're why this keeps happening. I didn't say I ever paid a dime. I just want to know where it is. Television. Carrot Top. Glenn Ben ba- Big Baby Davis. Former WWE star. Heavyweight f- star. Heavyweight star. Braun Strowman. To, Bray Wyatt. To, to fight Big Baby Glenn ben, Davis. Just solely because I, I know Adam Scher and I know exactly how that would go. What's Bradshaw doing these days? Is he? That of all the names him? you could have said right there, I think that's the most random one. You the only reason I say. said that was because he was the one that won the 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 brawl for all thing that they did. You remember when they did that? He didn't win that. Bart Gunn he, won that. Oh, that's right, Bart Gunn. Yeah, because he was like killing dudes until eight got. Oh yeah, and then they, he and then they got mad at him and went butterbean. <laughs> nine seconds later Uh uh-huh knocked your head off your shoulders clean off yeah wow uh yeah that's 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 god awful andreas pinkney the uh newest member of the house of reprehensibles said uh, glenn davis versus uh world's strongest man mark henry in and i just want to see him lift him over his head and then just drop him out of the air not hurt him just go full pro wrestling here this is the dumbest thing ever, and yet it. Keeps I'm just trying to think happening. of who it could who it could possibly be that would. I I hear Ric Flair needs somebody yeah. to. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm trying to think who against. would who would look good in a boxing ring. 
It's not Mark Marrow. Sadly, he's passed away. Who's, no, he didn't. I thought he did. No. I believe he did. I think that was No, a, he stays 100% still alive. He runs an MMA really? gym. Or a, not an MMA, a boxing gym. Really? Huh. He he currently very much looks like a washed out actor from a police drama in the 90s. Got a Jimmy Smith's look to him. Okay. Well, maybe it's him. I'm also going to go out on a limb and say point. he's had a little work done. Oh, no doubt. He looks like a little Richard. That's that is who that's actually who he looks like. I yeah. could not place the face. That's exactly who he looks well, I like. I remember he used to be Johnny B. Bad in WCW, where that oh, was his. That was way shtick. before my time. That was his shtick. He came out and looked just like Little Richard. Yep, don't remember that in the least. Mm-hmm. Anyhow, if you had four minutes of uh, of pro wrestling talk, <laughs> Colin Green said, "I love that Tanks arguing if someone's dead or not." I know not only that, but it's somebody that actually made a headline in the last two weeks. That's the only reason I knew he was still alive. I had no clue. I hadn't heard from Mark Maron in a long time. I figured he was just one of the... Uh, I mean, I didn't play golf with him last one week. Of just, he said something that... I'm not arguing whether or not he's dead. I, I said, I don't know. Nope. Thought he was. 100%. Well, I'm, you know, I'll take my T's... Call and, him! I'll take my T's and P's back. Because uh, I think I issued those at some point. At least subliminally. <sighs> NBA playoffs. I'm so I, I'm so over the NBA playoffs. They're they're going. Uh, I mean, they're going to be gone very very soon. Hallelujah! Can't happen quick enough. Because I agree. frankly, I wish the NBA would take the finals and go. You know what? We're going to play all seven of these games back to back nights. Maybe a couple double headers. If we tried hard enough, we could have this done by the middle of next week. Well, no, and then uh, uh, but but then what do we have? Uh, football, all football. NBA draft is. I didn't get anybody's attention. No, especially not this class. There are three great players. Ah, you're using could be good in a weird way. I've never right. heard it said that way. You still have no faith in Chet. Um, well, old Chester. It's hard for me to look at a seven-one guy that I outweigh by uh, three normal-sized toddlers and a fully loaded backpack and go, "Yep, that guy." Yeah, that guy is going to be a defensive stalwart in the NBA. Good lord. Yeah. Uh, Boston Celtics and the Golden State Warriors, as I said, it was going to be. Hey, did you hear the, uh, speaking of football, did you hear the story about uh, LaShawn McCoy? No. LaShawn McCoy went in, went on the I Am Athlete podcast and said that Eric Bieniemy is the reason that he left Kansas City. Really? Yeah. And says he has no questions as to why Eric Bieniemy has not gotten a job. Every remember we go through this every year of this is Eric Bieniemy's year to get a head coaching job. He I've always go, heard he does not interview particularly well. Yeah, and LaShawn, well, LaShawn McCoy says that you know I, he didn't say anything about how he interviews. He says the way that he interacts with players. He didn't get specific. He didn't throw you know he did the uh, he did the uh, Nick Saban thing or the the Jimbo Fisher thing where he said oh everybody knows right i I, I asked somebody that's working for him haven't you worked for him yeah well yeah but don't ask me ask somebody else he only he he only went in to say that that he has quote unquote a way of talking to players that players don't really respect or at least some players don't really respect and they asked him they said was he the reason that you left kansas city because remember he was with him in the super bowl year and then he left and then he went to tampa and won another super bowl 
had to throw that in. He, he won two rings and had seven carries total. Yeah, had zero to do with either one of them uh, actually happening. But he said 100% that Eric Bieniemy was the reason that he left Kansas City, and he's not shocked that he hasn't gotten a job. That everybody in the league knows that there's something about him that you don't want to hang your franchise on. Does that shock you at all? No. I Look, I've always heard rumblings about Eric Bieniemy. Most of it has been... I mean, that kind of st- – what you just said kind of makes sense in what I've heard. I've heard he rubs people the wrong way. Mm-hmm. That was always said to me in a way of he comes into an interview with a little bit of an, a little bit of an ego, a little bit of an attitude, and it, it people just – that's not my guy. I can't remember who it was. There was he went into interview for some job, and the, and the, the report that came out afterwards was that he, he was just profusely sweating the entire time. Like they I had to bring that. him two or three mm-hmm. towels to, you know, mop himself during the interview. Like that's a bad sign. I mean, I get you. You know, you're a big dude. Maybe it was too hot in the office. Whatever. Maybe you didn't dress for the occasion. You were wearing long sleeves. Should have worn short sleeves. I don't care. I'm just saying when you're sitting down and people are like, "Why should I hand you my franchise?" and you're just, you know, oozing from every pore. That's the grossest way you could have said that. <laughs> Without a shadow of a doubt, that's the grossest way you could have said that. Uh, I've never understood uh, sweaty people. Are, are you a sweaty person? No, I'm not. I'm not either. Not a sweaty Ever. person. I had somebody that worked for me at one point that I'm telling you right now, he could walk from here to the end of the hallway and it would look like he just ran the Boston Marathon. And I'm like, that has got to be just a miserable existence. Right. No, I've never, I've never been much of a sweater. I, I will say this, though, just since you brought up Eric Bieniemy, there is a coach in the NFL that I'm telling you right now, I am, that's my guy. If I was, if I had to hand the keys of my franchise to any coach in the NFL right now, mm-hmm. it's Aaron Glenn. Really? No doubt. We are going to elaborate on the expansion team idea that we had last year, and Aaron Glenn might be a candidate to be the, uh, head, the coach head coach. There. Okay, of the thirty-third team, the West Virginia Ninjas. That will be uh, that, that will be one of the things we do during what we like to call the dark times. The dark times. That's July. What is the biggest story in sports? Uh, I think they're still playing baseball. <laughs> Which does, I mean, it doesn't even have all that all, all that intrigue right now. At least for me. I, I mean, I, I just, yeah, I just, I can't care right now. Why would you? We got 120-something. We were talking about this with a, with a buddy of mine this morning. And he was like, oh, the Braves have been so disappointing. I'm like, yeah, they're what three or four games under 500 okay i could see that's a disappointment for you but still got 120 something games left to go mm-hmm. yeah guys. Ca- call me when the record's like mm, right. they're like 20 left right you got all the talk. you got all the red sox fans that were just on the ledge of the prudential building a, a week and a half ago because you're nine games under 500 yeah but you just went on a six game winning streak and now it seems a little bit easier it's just way too early in the season to get too crazy about baseball. Uh, it's my opinion, I guess. I, I got nothing. I know you got nothing. I'm just, I'm just saying. If you're upset about how your team's performing right now in Major League Baseball, give it a month. Give it another month. It could be then, completely different. Exactly. Things could change that quickly. We'll, we will be talking in the second hour. 
about college football. We've got college football overs and unders. I guess all of the uh, the win totals have been placed out by Vegas now. Yeah, and some of them are insane. There's one specifically that I'm telling you right now. Whatever amount of uh, doll hairs you have mm-hmm. that you can afford to be tied up until December, that's what you should have on this. Uh, speaking of the uh, NFL, by the way, John Gruden got a win as the judge has now thrown out the uh, dismissal plea or whatever whatever they call that in the legal world uh, from the NFL. It's obviously, going back to the emails that were leaked out to the media, obviously insensitive material in the emails. We can all agree with that, but John Gruden has a case here, and the judge now has pretty much confirmed it. Yeah, this needs to go to a jury. Uh, here, if I was the the lawyer for John Gruden, my opening statement would be very simple. There were over a million emails that you got. Mm-hmm. Daniel Snyder was the originator of a quarter of them. And you're telling me this is the only damning thing you found. Why do I not believe that? Why do I not believe that? And after the ruling came down from the judge, John Gruden, as he left the courtroom, Go Raiders. (laughs) Just dig that in there, buddy. Actually, it's not even a dig because he was being backed. Mark Davis was ready to go to the, you know, he was ready to go to the mattresses for John Gruden. And then the league was like, you can't don't do that. No, no. No, Mark. No, no, no. No, 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 no. By the way, please get a good haircut. And stop getting your haircut at the community college. (laughs) You're worth a bajillion dollars. Right. So John Gruden got a win in court. This is uh, now going to go to an arbitrator or a jury trial. I think there are still some things that need to be worked out with that, but he's got a case. And I, you know, I always said he did have a case. And then there's Colin Kaepernick. Man, pro football talk. Really jumping off the ledge on oh, uh, yeah. on Colin Kaepernick. Oh yeah, he would be the best quarterback for the Panthers, the Texans, the Dolphins. Stop talking. Are you out of your mind? <laughs> and that was one of those like it just accelerated. Like as you keep going, you're getting crazier and crazier. Seahawks, mm-hmm. he might be the best quarterback for the Seattle Seahawks. I think it's a great chance. I think he would be, but it I would be know. it would at least be close. Oh, 100%. I think you would be. Okay, you're wrong, but at least I get it. The Dolphins and the Texans, have you completely lost your mind? Again, Davis Mills doesn't have a name. That's the. Davis Mills doesn't have a name, and he doesn't have a great team around him. And so everybody automatically goes, he sucks. You know what he does have? What? A long neck like a giraffe. He does. He does have a long neck like a giraffe. Colin Kaepernick got the workout with the Las Vegas Raiders. You know, it didn't even dawn on me yesterday, and I didn't even think about that being the hometown team, quote-unquote. Yeah, he's from Nevada. Right. Starred at Nevada for the Wolfpack, and I still don't know what the benefit of that is. I still don't know what was going through the front office's mind of, hey, let's let's do this. Well, the off- I found the tie. The offensive coordinator was his quarterback's coach in San Francisco ah that's where that i could not for the life of me figure out like whoa how does this make any sense so he's throwing him a bone here yeah and i firmly don't think they're actually going to sign him i don't think i think this was one of those off-season 
workout things and they didn't quite think it would be as big of a story as it was or they knew it would be and they wanted to for whatever reason yeah why won't why would you because now it won't go away if you don't sign him they will talk about this and there will be about five to ten percent of your fan base that thinks he's better than Derek carr which is insane it's insane yeah it's insane out of your mind crazy talk but again it's like we talked about yesterday there are some quarterbacks that people just can't be fair about they can't come to the realization that these guys aren't as good as you think they are. And a Colin Kaepernick who was struggling the last two years in the league. started. This is the stat I, that I told you before the show on Colin Kaepernick. Started 19 games in his last two years. Combined record, 3-16. and 16. Mm-hmm. Eee. And now you add in the fact that he's been through all of the things that he's been through in the media. And he's been on the shelf for six years. Do you honestly believe this guy can come in and immediately be one of the best third, one of the best 64 quarterbacks in the league? Uh, and I have to comment on this. LA State Road 23 said, y'all forget Cap was one Superdome power outage away from being a Super Bowl winning quarterback. I didn't forget that. No. He had an ability to play in the league. I've never said that wasn't the case. The idea that he's he would be the starter for six teams in the NFL six years after he played a game is bonkers to mm-hmm. me. There are some dudes that maybe you would think, sure, that maybe that could happen. That's an old dirty that, – that's one of those draft things that we always talk about. Right. The difference – so every year I grade three – it's usually 300 players. This year is 500. The difference between the guy at 500 and the guy at 200 is not that great. There's not a huge overwhelming difference between the talent. It's where do they go and do they fit. The problem with Colin Kaepernick, he doesn't – fit a lot of places he would fit in, i've always said he fits in baltimore mm-hmm. he fits in baltimore just fine lamar jackson is popular enough among the fan base that that's fine and he could be the backup and they would be reasonable the problem is that you're going to get about 10 percent of your fan base that thinks he's better than your starter in spite of the fact that it's not even close mm-hmm. the discrepancy between him and Derek carr is night and day agreed I mean, night and day. He's not that special. And so where you come in with with, with NFL franchises, this is what we talked about yesterday, is that they look at a guy like that and a guy like Jared Stidham. The talent between these two is not as discrepant as you think. Jared Stidham, nobody will clamor for him. Nobody. If he has to come in, they'll go, okay, he played in New England. We'll be okay. And that's what you want your backup quarterback to be. Warriors Mavericks game five tonight, plus some hockey bangers coming up next. Jeremy's got his picks of the night in green on green. Real estate isn't about properties. It's about people. I'm Clarissa Marshall with EXP Realty, your native realtor serving all of Western North Carolina. I will work hard for you, and I believe in doing the right thing every time. I market each of my listings to reach out-of-town buyers. I use a professional photographer and drone video on every single listing, as well as collaborate with agents across the country to find your buyer. Check me out online at clarissasellswnc.com or give me a call at 828-774-6343. It would be my pleasure to assist you through the real estate process. River Ridge Marketplace in East Asheville has been a staple of Buncombe County for generations, and now they're inviting you to their special. Spring Fling, May 28th from 11 to 4. There'll be food from their great restaurants such as Happy Cinco de Mayo, JS Cafeteria, and many more. They'll also have sidewalk sales from their amazing vendors, snow cones, inflatables, and a petting zoo for the kids. So join me May 28th from 11 to 4 at River Ridge Marketplace. 
coffee's the closers only. Get him the money! Then when you get the money, you get the power. That watch costs more than your car. Then when you get the power, then you get the work. One and three last night has me back to 500 for 2022. Almost halfway through the year, eh, we're still at 500. Frankly, if I could get to the football season at 500, I'll be just fine. Four picks for you tonight. First, the Carolina Hurricanes are a minus 150 favorite at home tonight against the New York Rangers. Where did I just say that game was going to be played? In Raleigh, which means I'm taking the Hurricanes minus the 150 to beat the Rangers. Next, the Calgary Flames are a minus 160 favorite at home against the Edmonton Oilers. This has been a back-and-forth series, and it really only seems to matter where this game is being played. I think these teams are very even. There will be a lot of scoring in this, as there has been in many of the games in this series, but I'm taking the Flames minus 160. Finally, the Golden State Warriors are a a 6.5-point favorite tonight in Game 5 of the Western Conference Finals in Golden State. Over-under is 214.5. I do think this will be close. This feels to me like one of those games that'll be about a five-point game with five minutes to go. Warriors back door cover late. Free throws, salting the game away. Give me the Warriors minus 6.5 over the 214.5. Go and do likewise, gents. Money's out there. You pick it up, it's yours. You don't, I got no sympathy for you. And take those wagers to betus.com. Use the promo code SPORTSOCRACY and get a 125% deposit bonus on whatever you put in. Up to $2,500. What are the best bets for the upcoming college football season? We are not too far away, folks, from everything kicking off. Do, do you know how far away we are? A uh, hundred days? 98 days. 98 it was a hundred on uh, Tuesday. Okay. We are okay. 98 days from the college football season. I saw from our good friend uh, Russell Baxter on Twitter this morning as well, the countdown to the first the the hall of fame game the preseason nfl game 70 days from today football season will be here before you know it we'll talk uh, overs and unders for the 2022 college football season coming up after the sports center update here on espn Asheville live from the ingles studio he's a degenerate gambler you are a smelly pirate hooker and he's cheaper than oxygen he's useless but somehow they make it work Jeremy Green, Tank Spencer. There's no holding back in the sportsocracy. Presented by Ingalls Supermarkets. And welcome back into the sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM, and 1400. I'm Tank Spencer. He is Floster Thomas, Jeremy Green, and we come to you as always live from the Ingalls studio. You can hear us everywhere on the iHeartRadio app, and you can see us everywhere on YouTube. Whatever device you have, you can take the show with you anywhere you go. I mean, as long as you have a Wi-Fi signal, obviously. Or a cell signal. Or a cell signal, yeah. I mean, I, I you know, again, I'm cheap. Use the Wi-Fi. It's always the cheapest. Uh, we come to you from the Ingalls studio, Ingalls Supermarkets. Low prices, love the savings. Want to get with us on the YouTube stream? Go to thesportocracy.com. Click on that live video link. Don't forget to subscribe to the channel so you can join us in the chat. College football season right around the corner. We're under 100 days before the start of the college football season. Which means it's big board time. My top 100 coming out slowly starting next week. Nice. And got- I've already I've already got guys that I'm just a hundred percent in love with. This is going to be another great oh, edge for the rusher class. Draft. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. There we'll- is there is a name 
and I, I'll try this tease thing. Mm-hmm. There's a guy that is an edge rusher in college football that shares a name with a once pretty good edge rusher that you're going to hear his name no less than 960 times between now and next April. Okay. Because I'm, I'm completely drunk in love with him. I will take the over on that, by the way. 960 if that's the line. The, who's going to go over their expectations for the upcoming season? Who's going to go under their expectations? So we have seen the win totals put out in Vegas. And they're not universally across the board available. No. But they are pretty readily available. Like, for example, I tried to find them on Bet Us. They'll be out next week. And they I, usually come out after Memorial Day. Right. So have not they have not shown up on betus.com uh yet though the the list that i have in front of me is from points bet yep that's the one that, that that's the really respected one that dropped that's okay so we can talk about this now because it's coming right. from everybody within the next week right um obviously there are three teams that it feels like to me that vegas thinks can win a national championship this year it's alabama obviously they are the prohibitive favorite right now at plus 200 to win the uh, college football title. And then you got Georgia right behind them, despite the fact that that team lost 15 dudes to the NFL draft. They are reloaded, and they are ready to go in the SEC. They're at plus 325-ish. And then there's the Ohio State Buckeyes. And then it's a chasm between them and the next team in the odds which is the clemson tigers at plus 800 i apparently according to caesar sportsbook they're plus 1400 they're they're readily available between plus 800 and plus 1000 okay and then there's nobody that's less than plus 2000 and there's one that i just feel like everybody's sleeping on and i cannot figure out why okay it's usc it's usc yeah tell me who they're gonna lose to Oh, I, get, I have their I mean, schedule in front of me. They'll run through the Pac-12, no doubt. Because you do realize they don't even play Oregon. That's the only even halfway competent team in that conference. Mm-hmm. They don't even play them. They have one losable game on their schedule to me. And it's Notre Dame the last week of the season. Okay. And by then, Notre Dame's going to be so beat up because their schedule is Gnarls Barkley. Mm-hmm. I think they run through it. They're 12-0. and 0. They go to the, the Pac-12 title game and probably slaughter Oregon. And then they will be the first team to make the college football playoff from the Pac-12 since 2016. Mm-hmm. Oregon, who scattered, smothered, and covered my Florida State Seminoles. Yeah, I wasn't going to bring that up. It's, it's give okay. you a break on that one. It's okay. But, okay. It it's, happened. It's fine. It's fine. So who is the big overachiever? Who do you think is just the no-doubt – Vegas got it wrong. USC is my total. first one. I genuinely thought there was no way their number would be less than nine and a half. Mm-hmm. It's eight and a half. Wow. So not only not only do I think they're going to go undefeated, I have three games that they could completely fall on their face. They're going to score a billion points. Mm-hmm. Caleb Williams coming in as the quarterback and Lincoln Riley poaching uh, all of the important The receiving core is going to be insane. From Oklahoma, yeah. I mean, insane. they go seven deep at receiver. Legitimate, probably play in the NFL at some point, receivers at mm-hmm. USC. And your toughest game is what, at Utah? 
I mean, they get. I want you to think about what I'm say. They play Rice, Stanford, Fresno State, Oregon State, Arizona State, Washington State, Utah, Arizona, California, Colorado, UCLA, Notre Dame. You tell me who they're supposed to lose to. Yeah, I don't hear any. Let's say everything goes hunky dunky with Notre Dame and you lose that. I still have two games that you could just fall flat on your face and I'm still right. Mm-hmm. And I don't see it. I look at USC now with Lincoln Riley and go, you are without a doubt the best team west of Texas, and it's not even kind of close. All right, so USC over the eight and a half. And I think they eviscerate it. They're one of the few that I think Vegas missed it by three solid games. Okay. They could have set that at ten and a half. I'd still take it. Because the conference title game counts. Mm -hmm. I would have still taken that. Eight and a half, it's a no doubter to me. All right, I guess there must be some concern about Lincoln Riley changing schools and first year. Maybe there'll be some lackluster performances. I've yet to have anybody even reasonably explain it to me. Now, I think they would go into the playoff and get demolished. Alabama would kill them mm-hmm. because they're, you know, that offensive line is not great. I can't even tell you who the best pass rusher they will go up against is. There's not one on the schedule. I mean, it's it's ridiculous to me. Right. And there's another team that's in a conference that's near and dear to our hearts. They're also at eight and a half, and it's also stupid. And who's that? It's Miami Hurricanes. What are the things that matter the most to me when I look at these things, especially in college? I say this in the NFL. It's even more pertinent in college. Two most important people on your campus are who? The head coach. Yep. And the quarterback. I get Tyler Van Dyke and Mario Cristobal mm-hmm. in a bad, 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 bad ACC. And they're at eight and a half. And look, I think the ACC will be better this year than it was last year. I, I did. It's funny to me the, the dichotomy between the basketball season and the football season. Because mm-hmm. it was almost exactly the same. The, the best of the conference was not as good as you thought it would be. And the mid-tier was just gross. Right. And in that, that coastal division, both. it's expected that North Carolina is going to be the toughest competition that they have in the coastal again. Although we've seen this before with these Mac Brown coached Tar Heels where the preseason hype is way too much. And, you know, they, they went to the Orange Bowl the year before last. And they were like, you know what, we're glad to be in a – in a big prime time bowl. Awesome. And then you were expected to threaten to win the ACC last year, and it just didn't go your way. It was bad compared to what the expectations were of this could be a college football playoff team. And then it just crumbled so quickly for the Tar Heels that you have to have that same kind of, especially seeing as how Sam Howell's not coming back. Yeah, and to me, it'll probably be Drake May playing quarterback. Mm-hmm. And look, that team's very talented. My first mock draft that came out, I had two Tar Heels going in the top 32. Yep, Josh Downs among them. And Tony Grimes. And Tony Grimes, the other one, the great corner. All right, so that's the toughest game. That's one of the three toughest games on the schedule. Mm-hmm. They got North Carolina, September 17th. They're at Texas A&M. That's a loss. I don't think it is. Uh... Who's quarterback? Who is your quarterback? For Texas A&M? Mm-hmm. It's Brad day, Johnson's kid, isn't it? Probably. Isn't it Max it's Johnson? probably Max Johnson. Yeah. You get and look, I like Max a lot. Love his dad. And I think he's going to be very good there. 
you're also talking about a lot of pressure, mm-hmm. and that game is going to get a ton of eyeballs, ton of scrutiny. November 19th, they are at Clemson, so that's obviously going to be a tough one. We don't expect Clemson to have the quote-unquote struggles that they had last year, although that was still a 10-win team. Yeah, and they still have issues at quarterback. But where I was headed with yeah, this is... But, they, but also by that point in the season, that could that could be the new kid, the uh, Cade Klubnick. Yeah. Could be. Could be the That's who, starting That could be who starts from the get-go. I don't know about that. It wouldn't shock me in the least. Yeah, I mean, obviously you have to see how things play out. But now you've said the but, three toughest games on the schedule. Mm-hmm. Look at how they fall. So you play at Texas A&M. You're coming off Southern Miss. They're coming off App State. Right. That App State game will be tougher than you think. Okay. Because that t- look, I'm, I'm not in any way saying they're going to beat Texas A&M because they're not going to. Southern Miss is a borderline D2 school. Miami will literally have walked through 50, two 50-point wins to start mm-hmm. the season. Then you play Texas A&M. Yep. With Cristobal, the momentum will be building, and I won't be shocked if that's a Jumbo Fisher falls on his face game. Next toughest game is Carolina, which is a week after a bye. So you get two weeks to prepare. You're better at quarterback, and it's at home. Mm-hmm. All right, so you lose to Clemson. You still probably go 11-1. and one. I'll give you one Miami. They always do this and lose to somebody they're not supposed to. You're ten and two, right? You're a game and a half clear where Vegas has you. And Miami win total over under eight and a half seems like a pretty safe bet. Those were my two. Fa- those were the two that just absolutely jumped off the page to me. Okay. Then you get into a few that it's like, all right, you missed it, but you only missed it by a game. And this one's going to sound weird when it comes out of my mouth. Kentucky at eight and a half feels really low to me. Kentucky at eight and a half feels really, really, really low to me. I I want to say it's not. Okay. I, I mean, who's supposed to beat them? I I don't know. Why don't you? Who, who are the best teams in the SEC? Uh, well, you got Alabama. Don't play them. You got Georgia. Get them at home. After Vanderbilt and a, uh, and Missouri. Right. Florida's going to be good. Get them second week of the season. Mm-hmm. With a new coach and a quarterback that's never been the full-time starter before. Texas A&M, did Don't they get play that em. as a crossover? Don't no. play them. LSU? Don't play them. Huh. Interesting. Next toughest game is Ole Miss. There are two, maybe three losable games on the schedule. Mm-hmm. And you have a phenomenal quarterback. The shade thrown at Will Levis is just stupid to me. The more I've watched him, the more I go, okay, you have Josh Allen playing quarterback. Uh, and you get to play Miami of Ohio, Youngstown State, South Carolina, Mississippi State, Louisville, Vanderbilt. And, and they've got two very good running backs. It's the back easiest schedule I've ever seen an SEC team have. They mm. got every break you could ever want in one year. And they're ridiculously talented. How much are you underselling the Gamecocks with Spencer Rattler? Stop. Come on. I've heard that. And look, I'm not going to lie. Five and a half. You know, I I don't feel terrible about going over five and a half. That team right. could be bowl eligible. They were bowl eligible last year. I, I think they will be. The only problem is, you know all the things I just said about Kentucky? Kentucky got all these breaks in the schedule. Uh, South Carolina, they got all of the uh, kerfuffles mm-hmm. that Kentucky avoided. Mm-hmm. They have to beat Missouri. I think that game's in Missouri. They have to beat them to get over six. And I think they will. Mm-hmm. I don't feel super warm and fuzzy about it. 
I'm not jumping up and down running to go get that. That's not. I mean, it's not like Missouri is a powerhouse or anything. No, they're not good. They're bad, but bad, bad, but bad, bad. Is Eli Drinkwitz still the quarter? Still the yeah. uh, head coach there? He is. I mean, he's, he's recruiting and now. doing things. He's, <laughs> he's survived for now. Uh, one that was asked in the comments, LSU. Mm-hmm. I have I have literally bounced back and forth on this about a thousand times. LSU's numbers at seven and a half, and I think they will go over. But you have to beat Florida State mm-hmm. in that opening game, mm-hmm. which I think you will in New Orleans home field. It'll also be the second year in a row that my Florida State Seminoles have lost to Brian Kelly, which makes me very sad. The pivot game for them is at Arkansas because they have to go to Auburn, they have to go to Arkansas, and they have to go to Texas A&M. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to win one of those three, and I don't know that you can. Look, I think Brian Kelly will do wonderful things in LSU. And just the fact that you've gotten you've gotten all the noise out. The last year of Go Tigers had a ton of noise. And now just stability. That there, There's going to be a merit to that. I think that team's going to be good, and I don't think you want to play them. But I'm not jumping up and down about the how the schedule broke down for you. Right. Is there one that – we did not discuss this before the show. I wanted your reactions in live time. Is there one that jumped out to you? Not really. I mean, Carolina at seven and a half seems low. But, again, you have to take in – take into account that they have disappointed well so much I, and i don't so much worry years. about the they have disappointed i'm looking at the early in the season you're going to have to acclimate to a new quarterback mm-hmm. and you have really no idea what that's going to look like right and your schedule is it's not overly daunting to no, be really i honest mean with florida you. a&m at appalachian state which is no gimme obviously at georgia state the There's ugly thing for them program right uh, i mean no the Smaller ugly school. thing for them is that you catch Notre Dame early. You have yep. to go to Miami, and you catch NC State and Wake Forest late. Mm-hmm. I don't like any of that because those are teams that are teams that are senior laden, and there's not going to be the oh they got beat up. Right. Even if injuries or whatever happens, those teams are so talented and so deep that I don't love that you catch them late. And North Carolina is going to be talented as well. Oh, 100. I mean, it's going to come down. They're to- insanely talented. How good can the quarterback play be? Mm-hmm. How good can the line play be? Can Phil Longo take a step forward as a play caller and stop making me pull my very long and easy to pull out hair? Right. They got out. a they got a five star running back coming in, so I'm not too worried about you know they, they they filled slot last year by getting Ty Chandler to transfer in from Tennessee. The running game is always going to be good with a Mac Brown team, and now you've got like a legitimate high touted highly touted high school kid coming in that is i've seen tape on him and i god i'm just licking my chops oh they're gonna be they're gonna be very good i'm I'm just afraid there could be a couple slip up games in there that don't they don't necessarily make me want to pursue that aggressively uh nc state at eight and a half nc state was one of these teams that they were talking oh Here's Devin Leary back for his senior year, and they they could be a contender for it all. And they'll be they'll be in the top fifteen when the first poll comes out, and mm-hmm. they should be. I mean, that defense is almost fully back, and they were dang good last year. They're they're going to be very good. They're going to be very talented, and I think they're the biggest threat to Clemson and Miami to win this division. Mm-hmm. I think they're the third best team in the ACC. Mm-hmm. Problem is, the schedule's pretty ugly. 
starting on the road against the Fighting Mike Houston's of East Carolina. That's not fun. I don't want to have to do that. I do not want to have to. I know you're laughing at really? me. Really? I, I, I get it. It's fine. Just you know what? You throw your shade. We're gonna we'll have plenty of time to talk about it. And I promise you, we're going but to. I was gonna say East Carolina wasn't even competitive in their own conference. They last won seven. Year, they, they won seven games last year. They were and they were young, super young. That's not going to be a fun kickoff to the season. And I promise you, any mm-hmm. NC State fan will tell you the exact same thing. Okay. There's one more I have that's to one, cover. That's, that's one of those. Oh, it's a rivalry game. No. No, it's not. I mean, just because you're in the same state and you played no. each other a lot, it's not a rivalry game. There's one more, and I have to, and I'm I'm going to uh, plant my flag on this, mm-hmm. and I'm going to remind you I said this in about November. Okay. There is a team in college football that is catching a lot of shade. Mm-hmm. Maryland. Oh. Maryland's sitting at five and a half. Okay. I could see them winning 10 games. Really? That offense is going to be dumb. With uh, Talia Tungabalo. Talia Tungabalo and Rakeem Jarrett and uh, Dante, Dante Demas. Demas. Yeah. They have another one, too. I just can't remember his name off the top of my head. The offense is going to be insane. The question is, can they stop anybody? And I don't know the answer Which hasn't that. been the case for them. No, no, the, the defense has been – it's been less than good, and Mike Loxley is not a very good coach. Mm-hmm. But they catch a lot of those winnable Big 12 games at home. Yeah. I would say if you're picking overs, I mean, there are some low numbers on some teams that probably wouldn't be a bad idea. South Carolina is one of them. The schedule's gross. I mean, I would say sure. they go six and six. Yeah, but still. And they're at five and a half. Five and a half, I'll take – I could take my chances on that. And you they could also, Spencer odds. Rattler could Spencer Rattler and they lose a game that they're not supposed to. Mm-hmm. And then you're on the wrong side of the number. Right. Uh, West Virginia. They're bad. Don't Are they do bad? it. Don't do it. Don't really? do it. It's a bad idea. It Keaton is a Slavis? bad idea. Keaton's Lewis of Pittsburgh. Or who was it? That JT went Daniels. JT Daniels going to West they're Virginia. They're not good. I'm just telling you. Okay. I love right. them. I will sing country roads. I will, all the things. <laughs> I will be present and accounted for her. And I will love them, but I have very low expectations. Very Trust low me, expectations. I wanted to say that, but I couldn't. But you could, you just could not bring yourself to do it. Nope. Hmm. Okay. Coming up, we're going to do the unders. Unders. Because there are a few of these that, no, uh-uh. And one of them is a team that was in the college football playoff last year. Just 98 days away from the kickoff of the college football season. We're doing uh, best over-under wagers for the upcoming year here in the Sportsocracy on ESPN Asheville. River Ridge Marketplace in East Asheville has been a staple of Buncombe County for generations. And now they're inviting you to their spring fling, May 28th from 11 to 4. There'll be food from their great restaurants such as Happy Cinco de Mayo, JS Cafeteria, and many more. They'll also have sidewalk sales from their amazing vendors, snow cones, inflatables, and a petting zoo for the kids. So join me May 28th from 11 to 4 at River Ridge Marketplace.
Now is the time to get in the driver's seat of your career. Ingalls Markets is looking for new regional drivers to join our Land of Sky distributors fleet. Start with two weeks paid time off and paid holidays. Our drivers average over $80,000 per year and they're home every week. Land of Sky offers excellent pay and a great benefits package. Six months of CDLA driving experience is required to apply. Visit Ingalls-Markets.com careers to know more. That's Ingalls-Markets.com careers. Who's gonna break the news? 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 All right, so we were just talking about Carolina football. We gotta talk some Carolina basketball here real quick because the story that just came out a few moments ago, it is official that one of Jeremy's favorite players in college basketball from the last couple of years has narrowed down his list transferring schools from the Baylor Bears Matthew Mayer has the mullet yeah mulleted man yeah has uh he has down to four finalists to transfer to this year for his last year of collegiate eligibility it is between Illinois Memphis Texas Tech and your 2023 national champion UNC Tar Heels if they are able to add Matthew Mayer to fill that role of Brady Manic, Brady Manic role, holy smokes! And you got all of those dudes. I mean, remember we we all said it after after the the loss in the national championship game to Kansas. This feels a lot like that narrative against Villanova. You lose the national championship to Villanova. Everybody comes back to school. It was the redemption tour. And this is Redemption 2.0. If they can fill that Brady Manic role with Matthew Mayer, a guy who can not only be a force inside, but he also is a pretty sweet shot. And, of course, Jeremy's favorite. He's got a mullet. Mulleted, man. Yeah, Matthew Mayer. Down to four schools. Hopefully, it will be the North Carolina Tar Heels. I, I'm always a fan of any time that you can add a mullet. Uh, I mean, it's it's good for all occasions. Right. Uh, I did just have someone ask me to uh, get my... I don't know how to, what to call it. Ordination? Get ordained? Okay. To marry yeah. them? Yeah, yeah. And it gave me just a brilliant idea. In the adding a word to a great Billy Idol song, it's a great day for a white trash wedding. Yeah. And frankly, uh, they don't come trashier than me. And he will show up in full costume. Oh, Earl you Dan Hart. Yeah. Oh, I will oh. 100% break out Earl Dan Hart with the American flag bandana, the oh, jorts. And a, uh, a cut-off Carhartt uh, denim shirt. He might look a little bit All the like way in. Willie Robinson for Robertson from uh, Duck Dynasty. Bingo. But, and I'll, wear, I'll buy a pair of work boots just to tie the ensemble together. <laughs> That's great. I don't think you can wear flip-flops and pull that off. Yeah, no. That's the one part of me that doesn't steer into that narrative. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, look, rednecks like to wear uh, flip-flops too. So you just say you're from Myrtle Beach. Bingo. Earl Dan Hart from Myrtle Beach. Bingo. Now available to marry you. Nice. Find me on Twitter at ESPN Draft Nerd. On the weird scale, there's Vegas, there's Florida, and there's Asheville. Let's get weird, Asheville. Oh, well, it's uh, it's finally official. Nancy Crampton Brophy has learned the ultimate rule of life. Don't do crimes especially don't do crimes 
if you're pretty much going to tell everybody that you're getting ready to do crimes. A jury took just about 24 hours to decide the fate of Oregon romance novelist Nancy Crampton Brophy after they heard five weeks of testimony. They had 26 days of evidence uh, presented in this case, and they have found her guilty of killing her husband. Now, now, why is this such a uh, such a weird story? It's because of the one thing that you don't do. Don't telegraph your crimes. If you're going to commit a crime, don't tell everybody don't do crimes. that you're going to do it because... You know, Brophy had a post in 2011 on social media entitled How to Murder Your Husband. It oh. was a social media post, and I'm pretty sure I told you this story like when it when she first got arrested about uh, about this crime or related to this crime, I guess I should say. But it was supposed to be quote-unquote tongue-in-cheek advice on how to kill your husband and get away with it. She's like, I'm a romance novelist. Obviously, I spend a whole lot of time talking about, you know, scandalous things. And so, you know, ha, 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 here's some ways that you could kill your husband and get away with it. Now, here's the thing. The judge did not allow that post to be presented in court. Obviously, that would be very, very damning to the case of the defense. Uh, even without it, <laughs> they came up with a airtight case against her not only was she lying when she told them that she wasn't around at the time of the murder that she was just you know she was at home uh they found all kinds of security footage and pinging her cell phone to show no you were exactly in the in the line of sight for the crime at the exact time it was supposed to happen oh by the way we went on your computer and you had googled such things as how do i build a ghost gun it, it, bad the, the, yeah. it's, it's crimes and, you're, when, and you're doing crimes badly and then when you can't build a ghost gun you go on your computer and you look for unmarked gun how to buy unmarked gun how to she even searched on ebay for untraceable barrels and yeah oh yeah oh yeah yeah she was uh she was sentenced second degree murder in the case of her uh dead husband a beloved chef up in uh up in oregon and yeah now she's gonna be spending a lot of time in prison here's something i never thought i would say they're making a new winnie the pooh movie hot and this time the last one was great and this well this one's gonna be just a, just a tidbit different is it because it's a horror movie do what on our youtube stream i am showing uh, a couple of the pictures that have come out no. of this movie that will be coming out soon that is called winnie the pooh blood and That's honey frightening yep terrifying oh scary my. scary scary stuff so apparently <laughs> winnie the pooh went into public domain what okay. that means is that now it is no longer copyrighted and anybody can take their take on this that they want to and a London-based production company, Jagged Edge, which also made such bangers as The Curse of Humpty Dumpty and The Legend of Jack and Jill, is Great. now making a uh, horror movie based on Winnie the Pooh. Great cinematic adventure. Uh, 100%. Uh, I, here's what I want to know. Why does Piglet look like a warthog? Oh, my. 
Piglet looks. Piglet is terrifying. I mean, he's got. Yeah, I mean, he does look like uh, Pumba from The Lion King. He's 100%. got full on tusks and everything. I don't believe that was honey. Yeah, that's good night. This is going to be horrifying. Yeah, and I can't. I can't tell you enough. I want to see it. I, now it, I want to see it. Yeah, I'm out. I mean, this has all the potential to be just as good as Santa's sleigh starring Bill Goldberg. Where Santa goes crazy and murders everyone. Uh, yeah, I'm out. <laughs> yeah, I'm out. <laughs> Winnie the Pooh. How could you? How could you ever let that happen? I guess though, laws are laws, and if you overuse something too much, you can't copyright it anymore. Yep. So now we have Winnie the Pooh. That is just frightening that if you told me i had to watch that or the ewan mcgregor uh film that's the only way you would ever get me to watch that oh the ewan mcgregor one was awesome the christopher robin movie it's great yeah i'm out i know you're out because you don't have a heart it's a very sweet movie i'm a 35 year old man i'm not watching (laughs) winnie the pooh well i mean you know. That's like asking me why I didn't watch the last SpongeBob movie. Uh, I will give you seven reasons, and most of them are directly aimed at my age. <laughs> All right, Jeremy's already given you a couple of bangers here for the upcoming college football season. Taking the over on certain teams, USC, he feels like is a home run at eight and a half. That's a team that could go 12 and 0, 13 and 0, because the, uh, the Pac 12 championship game would actually count in the total there uh i would say alabama i mean i know it's a high number but alabama at 10 and a half do you really see two, uh, two games that they can lose not really no not really the only one on the schedule that i even question at the moment is texas a&m and you shouldn't question that after last year that will be a bloodbath no doubt i mean when when nick saban they could literally take that and make it a scene in winnie the pooh the horror story and it would be no less terrifying than right. any scene in that movie i mean you can you can go back and look at the at the scores for the last time nick saban lost to somebody what happened to him the next time it they played? doesn't tend to go well no it does not tend to be pretty no uh one of the ones that i'm aggressively on the under is michigan Really? There's a lot of things that have moved at Michigan. There's been a lot of noise at Michigan. And the schedule's not overly ugly, mm-hmm. but I've I've played this game with them enough times where you have the year and then you just disappoint and fall on your face. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking at, at Iowa, Penn State. Yeah, a lot of these games are at your place, but, I mean, you lost your defensive coordinator – and for many years, there were a couple good years with Don Brown. Mm-hmm. Other than that, for the better part of the last 10 years, they haven't been able to play a tree in a children's play defensively. Right. I, it's just bad. Bad, 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 bad. And you lose Aiden Hutchinson. You lose uh, David Ajabo. You lost two of the best edge rushers in the country. Mm-hmm. And now you think you're just going to trot back out here and be fine. And I think a lot of these teams in this conference are improved. No doubt. Nebraska is yeah. going to be drastically better mm-hmm. and I, I know we've said that plenty of times i'm not telling you they're a national title contender i'm right. just saying that quarterback play has improved but michigan will still have it offensively will they though i mean you do you not believe that jj mccarthy is the guy lot. You, i mean a lot 
Do you not believe that J.J. McCarthy is the is the future there? He is the quarterback that he's fine. Could take him to the promised land. He's fine. Blake Corum take him to the promised land. No, I mean I think he's dynamic, and he will be a a good college quarterback. Mm-hmm. But other than that, I'm looking at a lot of man. You lost a lot. I mean, do you realize how many players Michigan lost to the NFL? That's a bunch. And I don't know how you're supposed to recover from that. The talent base there is not as deep as people make it out to be. Mm-hmm. And I kind of think last year was a bit of an aberration. And this could be one of those disappointing eight and four years that, especially with the noise that's been around Harbaugh. Okay, they're, I mean, they're, their win total's at nine and a half. And that's really high. I mean, there are only a handful of teams in the country that are there or higher. Mm-hmm. I mean, ask yourself this. Who's better, Michigan or USC? USC. And it's not, not even close. close. And one of them gets the easiest schedule in the country. The other one, it's not terrible, but it's not nearly as good as that. And mm-hmm. USC's a game lower? That makes no sense to me. All right, That's go- all buying into the narrative on John Harbaugh. Notre Dame. I knew you were going to ask me this. Of course I am, because you have you have already talked about how you feel like Notre Dame's not going to be as good as everybody thinks they are, and their number's at nine and a half. Well, I mean, just look at the schedule. And you got to open up the season at, at Ohio, Ohio State, State, and you are going to get eviscerated. Mm-hmm. I Brand mean, demolished. Yep. I, and look, I like Marcus Freeman. I think he's going to be a phenomenal coach at Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. But you have to go to Carolina. You have to go to BYU, which is going to be much more daunting than people think. Mm-hmm. You have to go to Navy, which is not going to be any picnic. That's so. But yeah, they go to BYU, but it's being played in Las Vegas. Yeah. BYU agreed to play in Vegas. That seems well, you know, odd. I, I, no good can come from anything I'm going to say here. Yeah, please don't. You should probably move past this because I'm, I immediately seven me. things crossed my mind and four of them would get me fired. You got you got Catholics versus Mormons in Vegas. What could go wrong? Really. You're, uh, <laughs> you're baiting me into saying something's going to get me in trouble. They you got, also have to play Clemson. Yep. You have to play Boston College, mm-hmm. which that Boston College team is going to be good. Yes. And you have to go to USC. Uh huh. So you're going to get, in my opinion, you will get slaughtered by USC and you will get slaughtered by Ohio State. Mm-hmm. So you're already down to 10 wins. And you have your to run the table. Nine and a half. You have to run the table. Mm-hmm. You have to beat Carolina in Carolina and you got to beat Clemson in your place. And BYU in Las Vegas, Nevada. You're going to lose one of those. Now, I mean, do I think they're going to go seven and five? No, no. They somehow find a way to be eight and four, nine and three, ten and two every year. Problem is that going into this season, top twenty, we'll do a top twenty-five next week. They play three of the teams in my top five, and I don't see you that way. Mm-hmm. I don't see you even kind of close to that. As a matter of fact, all right. Who do you, who else do you think is going to go drastically under their number? You're not going to like this answer. Oklahoma, what what is it that people see in this team? You had the best offensive mind in the country. Mm-hmm. You lose your quarterback. He raids your, your cupboard, ate the sandwich, ate the chips, ate the cookie from mama, and just ate your but, lunchbox. But, but we got Dylan Gabriel. Woo. I, I mean, and it's Oklahoma and that's football. Fine. It's Oklahoma football. I mean, you had you know you, you you had Bob Stoops come in and take over in the interim, 
until they made Brett Venables the head coach. And I didn't love that hire. I know you didn't. But you had Bob Stoops out here, you know, telling the 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 floor of the Oklahoma State Legislature that Lincoln Riley did not build Oklahoma football, despite what people want to say, that Oklahoma football is not dead, which I don't think they are. I mean, they're still top two in the Big 12, right? Ah, uh, yes. I just, they, they got raided. And it's so hard. Plus, the thing that I don't think anybody's taking into account is how different this offense is going to look. I understood. I understand they pulled Jeff Levy from 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 Ole Miss, mm-hmm. and that's great. I think he'll be a head coach in college football. I think he's a very smart guy. You really think Brent Venables is just going to go? Let's throw it all over the yard. Woo! That's a fifty times. They're not. No. And even if he does, you're going from one of the better quarterbacks in the country to Dylan Gabriel, mm-hmm. who is, let's be honest, has had some injury issues. And, I mean, he's fine. I don't think he's anything to write home about. Right. Oklahoma's at nine and a half in Vegas, according to points bet. I think that team is going to be drastically worse than people think. I think that the Lincoln-Riley effect is going to be really obvious really fast. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, you open with uh, Cupcake City. Sure, UTEP and Kent State. That's, I mean, you're not going to lose those. Hot. You got at Nebraska, who you think is going to be better. I do. The Kansas State, always one of your betting favorites. Yeah, but they have Adrian Martinez. They, they, they took the headache that was the quarterback of that Nebraska. Still around? I, I think he's played college football since I was born. Right. I actually think he has that Benjamin Button thing where he's getting younger. He was born at 90. And has been playing college football since he was 60. They got to go to TCU. That's not going to be fun. Texas and Dallas. Um, I don't think they're even in the same ballpark as Texas, to be really honest with you. Kansas, we got to win. We got to win on Kansas. I mean, I think we could grab, uh, I think we could probably grab 52 people in this city and go beat Kansas. Yeah. Uh, Open date, then you got to face Matt Campbell in Iowa State on the road. Then you got to play Baylor, which is going to be tough. And and it's just, it's death by a thousand paper cuts. Mm Mm-hmm. Is there any game I look at and go, wow, you're going to get slaughtered there? No. But I think you're just going to get worn down. I don't love Brent Venables. I never have. I've never understood why every team seemingly wanted to talk to him. And then you get this was, job he that... Was, he was the Eric Bieniemy of college football. Well, and I just I never thought this job was all that alluring. Oklahoma was one of those jobs that was really attractive in 1986. Lincoln Riley brought this, Bob Stoops and Lincoln Riley brought this up. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily think this, I mean, look, John Blake was not a great coach. He was a great recruiter. I kind of think Oklahoma is closer to that than what they've been with Bob Stoops and, and Lincoln Riley. And now you're going to see it. And this year will be the first step. I mean, I still think they're going to go eight and four or something like that. Okay. You won't see the real regression for a year or two. But just having having your entire recruiting class gutted, that's going to be a problem. All right, how about it? You got any more unders that just stick out to you? This is another one you're not going to like. Okay. Texas A&M. Everybody's losing their mind about Texas A&M. At the end of the but day, the it's still Jimbo Fisher with no quarterback. But they're, the, the number's only eight and a half. In the SEC. It's, it's eight and a half in the SEC. Who is their quarterback? me you stop that 
the, the bad one transferred to where did he go? Auburn. I know they had a transfer come in. I cannot. It's Max often, Johnson, isn't it? That, we, that's the second time you've got that. me with that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, okay. He's a good, good quarterback. He will be better than what you got out of Zach Calzada last mm-hmm. year. The SEC is a murderer's row. And at the end of the day, it's still Jimbo Fisher. Invariably, he is going to lose a game that he's not supposed to. Right. Could be at South Carolina. October 22nd. I'm just going to keep doing the it because I know how much it irritates you. The season is still three months away, and you're already irritating me about South Carolina. <laughs> Look, I don't believe in him either. I just love his reaction every time South Carolina's name is mentioned because they are one of the – we had somebody in our comments that keeps throwing that out, and I can't remember who it is. Adam Black, I think, is Maybe a South Carolina Maybe it's Adam Black. Fan. Like, no, he's a Tar Heel fan. I don't know who it is, but somebody keeps throwing out there, oh, the Gamecocks are going to go all the way this year. No, 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 no they're not. No, uh-uh. uh, They are a sexy pick for a lot of people who – They will go all the way to the Duke's Mayo Bowl. Right. Texas A&M, I'm, I'm off of that one. I can't get with you on that one. I think Texas A&M will find a way. They'll win 9-10 games. They'll be number two in the SEC West, and it won't matter unless they come up with that stupid idea that you had to, for a, or, or that y'all were talking about on the day that I was gone of them having their own college football playoff. Oh, that's kind of, it wouldn't be this year. That's oh, I know 100% coming. You think so? Oh, no doubt. There is no doubt about that. You have rankled the feathers of the SEC, and now they're like a a puffed up peacock going. Uh, let me show you my feathers. Right. Uh, you think you can wrong me? Watch this. You think they would back away from the uh, CFP and just do their own? I think they're going to leverage this. I mean, but I've told you this since the NIL thing broke. Mm -hmm. You broke the college football model. Mm -hmm. Somebody is going to have to step out of line and uh, tell me why it's Greg Sankey. Could be. He knows he has the power. Mm -hmm. You have a super conference here with nine of the top 25 grossing schools in the country. Yeah, I easily could see that happening. So maybe with the... uh with the oncoming of Texas and Oklahoma in 2025 or 2024, whenever that happens, maybe maybe that's when you could say, I just can't see them backing away and saying, screw the screw the NCAA, screw the college football playoffs. Who's going to stop them? We're not going to do it. That's the, th- that's the point. Who's going to stop them? But nobody's going to stop them, but they have to opt out of it. No, 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 no. I think you missed the point of how that would go. Their intention is they're going to run their own four-team playoff inside the sec where they make all the money Mm -hmm. what are you going to do with that team if they do that and say here's the thing we're going to give you our representative and they'll play whoever whatever to win yours since you won't give me a 12 team playoff right i'm gonna make the money off my four schools well you think they're gonna say no we're not gonna play alabama we'll do this with ohio state and oregon no no you have all the leverage what are you gonna do? Tell me to go fly a kite? Yeah, you think you're gonna do this with Ohio State and Auburn? Uh, because I'm gonna disagree. Uh, if they did that and it wasn't entry into the CFP for the winner of the four team tournament, uh, I still feel like the SEC tournament, whatever that would, would be, would rate insanely. Exactly, 
it would it would it would do a CFP it would number. dwarf the CFP. It would do a CFP number. Mm-hmm. I can't say it would dwarf it. I mean, it's got the potential to. Think about it. If if the CFP without the SEC being involved in this, you know, mystery scenario. I mean, you you're trying to tell me that USC and or, or uh, USC and Clemson would pull as big of a number as if it was Georgia Alabama. If it's if it's sold the same way, because the way I think this will go is that the SEC will just go, hey, we're going to do what we want to, and you're not going to stop us. Possibly. So you've got those four teams battling out to be the representative that plays the SEC, and now we inadvertently forced you into an 18 playoff, whether you liked it or not. Yep. There's nothing you can do about it. And yeah, I think they would all rate. Uh, Rob Johnson's asking in the comments for our uh, pro- way too early uh, preliminary CFP picks, and for me, it's really easy. All right, you want to do that when we come back from the break? We can do that. All right, we go. But first, you got to give your picks for the night tonight and the five on it. Last night didn't go my way, but I feel really good tonight, so we're going to try to get some safe money back. First, I got 50 on it. The Calgary Flames, minus 160. I've loved the home teams in this series, and I'm not going to stop. I got 50 on it. Calgary over Edmonton next. The Carolina Hurricanes are at home tonight against the New York Rangers. Love Carolina at home. Bet against them on the road. This is in Raleigh. So I got 75 on it. Hurricanes minus 150. And finally, the Golden State Warriors. This is where it ends. This is where we mercifully put this to bed. I got 75 on it. Golden State Warriors minus 290. You're in the Sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville. Don't forget to take your wagers to betus.com. Use the promo code Sportsocracy and get a 125% deposit bonus on whatever you put in up to $2,500. At Ingalls, whether we're celebrating Friday Night Rivals, televising college basketball games, bringing the Fan Fest to semi-pro soccer, or taking you out to the ball game at your minor league park, it's all in the bag. Ingalls, low prices, love the savings. Rogue Combat Club, Asheville's home for comprehensive martial arts training, has a goal for our community, one that's stronger, more fit, and unwavers in its support of one another. Rogue Combat Club's instructors have competed at the highest levels and offer classes for everyone from young children to adults in Brazilian jiu-jitsu, Muay Thai, and wrestling. Rogue Combat Club classes can help you boost your self-confidence and self-defense skills while weeding out the egos and intimidation found at other gyms. Join today at RogueCombatClub.com. I believe real estate isn't about properties. It's about people. I am Clarissa Marshall with eXp Realty, serving all of Western North Carolina. Navigating the home buying and selling journey can feel overwhelming at times, and that's why having an agent who cares about you and your needs is key. I'm a native of Western North Carolina, and I close over a home a week. I'm an expert in the market, pricing my sellers correctly to net you the most money, and working as a skilled negotiator for my buyers. Please give me a call today at 828-774-6343 to set up a complimentary market analysis. All right, back here in the Sportsocracy on ESPN Asheville from the Ingalls Studio CFP Picks. All right, Jeremy, who's who's your final four? Uh, to me, it's there's only five teams I think that it can be. It's Georgia, be. Alabama, Ohio State, Clemson, USC. That's the only five that I think could possibly be in this. Not no love for Miami. No, I, to me, I think they go to a high level bowl game. Mm-hmm. But I don't think you're getting in the playoff. I don't think they can get out of this un, uh, unscathed. 
which I think in the ACC this year you will have to, which is why the one of those five I'm taking out is Clemson. Okay. You're the worst at quarterback. It's the most important position on the field, and you're the one with the most instability. I would agree with that, and you know what? I'd, I mean, I'm going to say the same. And I will say this. Because I, I think, once again, we're going to have Alabama and Georgia in, in the final. They're going to be – I mean, not maybe not in the national championship game, but that both of them will make the college football playoff because I can see both of them being undefeated by the time they meet in the national cha- – or in the uh, SEC championship game. And if I had to pick – if I had to pull another team out, let's say you guaranteed to me that Clemson was in it, mm-hmm. the one I'd pull out is Georgia. And – I can fully see that. And it all comes back to old pew pew. Old cowboy hat Bennett. Yep. It's one thing when you have the greatest defense I've ever seen. And your defense is still going to be phenomenal. Of course it is. But man, you lost a lot. We did. You lost a lot. We did. But you look at that schedule and you tell me where you find more than a loss. You do catch a lot of them at home. Mm -hmm. Uh, Kentucky in, in, in... Lexington is the one that I look at and go, man, that doesn't set up as well for you as I would like it to. Yeah, maybe not. I think Alabama, Georgia probably make the playoff once again. Ohio State's going to be in. And I'm going to say Clemson. I'm going to say Clemson makes it back to the college football playoff. That could be USC. And, you know, if you had to take one of the SEC teams out, I would say it's going to be Georgia. I don't see any way Alabama does. I think they're on the – they're on the Aaron Rodgers tour. If you watch our web stream, you know what I'm talking about. And, I mean, they're my pick to win it all. Yep. Uh, very rarely do I take a that clear of a favorite. I'm looking at Alabama going, uh, you have the best pass rusher in the country and the best quarterback. Yeah. Yep, sounds like a winner to me. Agreed. Uh, I think we're both going to pick Alabama to win the national championship out of our college football playoff picks. We'll be back with you to close out the week tomorrow right here on ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM and 1400. We'll see you at three o'clock.